Welcome back. My name is Justin Cruz. I am doing my best to fill in for for the ladies, President Abby Liebenthal. Our good friend and my co-host Abby is en route to Pebble Beach for the United States Women's Open. So joining me today is a very special guest. This podcast will be the bomb or a bomb. And there's really not going to be any in between making her podcasting debut. She's got a crypt sheet of notes that she filled out while drinking wine. It's my <laughs> wife, Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you this morning? I am great. Thank you for having me. Are you nervous? Excited? What are, what are your emotions as you've tried 17 different ways to not do this podcast? I was very hesitant to do the podcast, I will admit. But once you gave me a guide and then I spent some time last night writing down some notes and thoughts, I feel much better and I am excited to contribute to the podcast. Awesome. Well, to get started first, this is a For the Ladies podcast. This is the Mixed Bag podcast. Uh, Tons of events still on the schedule for in 2023 for For the Ladies. So a reminder to visit ForTheLadies.net. That's F-O-R-E, TheLadies.net slash events to get a full laundry list of all the events coming to an area near you, Raleigh, Chicago, Atlanta, Cleveland, Kansas City, Boston, just to name a few. So lots of exciting opportunities and ways to interact with for the ladies. So as we commence the podcast agenda, um, Abby and I always like to talk about personal golf talk. So, Stephanie, any uh, personal golf talk in the last couple of weeks that you'd like to share? You had an old pal match. You played a couple of times with Abby. Give us a quick rundown of how those things have gone. Yeah, so I played um, my old pal match, and my old pal partner is your mother or my mother-in-law. So we have never made it past the first round, and I am proud to say we did on the 18th hole. Um, I... Um, did not play well in the 18th hole and was on my about seventh shot. And your mother-in-law was clutch and came in and made a three for five and we won. And it was a great experience. Your mother started crying. (laughs) (laughs) So a few um, early missteps there. She made a five for three. So getting two shots on a hole is indicative of uh, my mother's state of her golf game. She made a five for three to win. And uh, congratulations, you guys who were 0-2 the previous couple of years, and you finally won a match. So you're on the board, one win, and when do you play your next match? We are in the process of scheduling now, which is one of the bigger pains of the old winning your your round of old pal. So we are trying to get that scheduled for sometime in July, and we get to play the current club champion and her partner. So that should be interesting. You'll get lots of shots. You're a 20-something handicap, and Susan is a 30-something handicap. So there'll be lots of dots on the scorecard. And you played some golf with Abby, and evidently she helped you with your alignment. You were having some alignment issues. Yep. So Abby and I got to play twice this past week in Toledo. We played nine holes after work, and Abby helped me with my aim because – as a beginner, more beginner golfer, I do not, I focus on trying just to hit the ball and not really where it's going. 
Um, so Abby gave me some helpful tips out to look kind of where you want to go and then take it back to where you're at and look at spots along that line to help you reach your point of where you want the ball to go. So Abby is a very good teacher and Abby is also a very good golfer. So um, another friend of ours played with us and we all played very well because we believe that when you play with better golfers, you yourself play better too. Um, so that was really fun and we all had a great time. Awesome. Awesome. Good to see you getting out there in the middle of the golf season. We've had a good run of weather and uh, you and Abby are getting out there and playing. Are you guys going to play in the women's classic this year together? So we are working. Abby is working on some scheduling issues, I would say, right now. Um, likelihood that she will not be able to join me because last year we did come in second. And so um, we wanted to try to win this year. But I think with Abby's schedule, we may not be able to play. If not, I'm going to try to find a different partner to play with because it is our fun member member event. Um, and it's really a good time. Awesome. So moving right along, the one tournament we've had since our last podcast was the KPMG Women's PGA Championship that was at Baltus Rawl. Really a competitive event, really a good event. Um, it was won by Rionin Yin from China. It was her second win of the year. She now is fifth in the Rolex rankings, second in the race to the CME Globe, and is just 20 years old. Um, our good friend of the program, Leona McGuire, coming off a win the week prior, held the 54-hole lead, struggled a little bit Sunday, and finished 11th. Um, my couple little thoughts on this. I thought Baltus Raw was a great golf course. It's a championship golf course. The crowd seemed a little light. Uh, maybe that's some New York fans being a little biased with all the events and major championships that they have in the area, that this event maybe didn't move the needle as much for them as some of the events at Beth Page or Wingfoot or Shinnecock, but a great event, a great test of golf, a very appropriate winning score for a major championship. Stephanie, did you have any thoughts on the KPMG Women's PGA Championship? Here's where the research comes into play. What do you so, got? I will be honest. I did not watch much of this tournament, um, but I will say I am a fan of Stephanie Meadow. Mm -hmm. As you played with her in the Pro-Am, and we saw her when she played in the Dana Open last year. Um, she was very friendly. Her caddy is very friendly, and that goes a long way in my book. Yep. Um, and so she tied for third. Yep. which I thought was great. A great finish for her. Yep. And obviously you mentioned Leona. I noticed that she did well too. Um, but again, it didn't really wasn't on my radar last weekend. I was busy, so I didn't catch a lot of it. Right. That's a very fair, <laughs> a very fair and honest assessment. Yep. Stephanie Meadow, I played with last year in the Dana Open Pro-Am here in the greater Toledo area. Super friendly player from Northern Ireland. Nice to see her finish in a tie for third and get a nice piece of a $423,000 check. So moving on, the reason we are here, our preview and synopsis of the Women's Open, the 2023 Women's Open, the 78th edition at Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach, the famed greatest meeting of land and sea, a $10 million purse, Pebble has hosted six U.S. Opens. Winners include titans of golf like Jack Nicklaus, Tom Watson, and Tiger Woods. Uh, the defending champion is Minji Lee, who won the 2022 Women's Open at Pine Needles. 
Uh, Steffi and I were fortunate enough to attend that championship. Steph, do you have any memories you'd like to share from your experience in the greater Pinehurst area or at Pine Needles? So I really liked going to Pinehurst. I thought that was a lot of fun. We played the cradle a couple times, got to play number two. Um, number two was one of the harder golf courses I played and I had a meltdown on at the turn. Um, it was a combination of me being hungry, sweaty, tired, and sandy, I, <laughs> sandy. Cause I was in a lot of sand. Um, but then I rallied and ended up finishing. Um, so, but it was a great, the tournament was great. The, the thing I didn't like about the tournament at Pine Needles was it wasn't very walkable. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of hills and a lot of like far off places to get to holes. We didn't get to see that much of the golf course until no. we actually played it on Monday, funny enough. Yes. Yeah, so it was a, the parts that I saw when I played it were really neat. And I thought it was a very fun golf course to play. Um, but that was really kind of my memories. Yeah. Your breakdown after we started, when we played number two, we start on the back. Stephanie was playing along pretty well, had a tough 18th hole, which included hitting the ball (laughs) into the clubhouse and down into the cart barn. And at which point she started to yell at me and Abby's husband, Brendan, because she was hot, sweaty, hungry, thirsty, and sandy, and thought that she wouldn't have time at the turn to go get all of the required snacks that she needed, but we had plenty of time. And your attitude improved once you got a snack and an adult beverage. There was also several people watching me hit that shot and watch it go into the caddy. I made birdie on that hole in front. Of the I crowd. know you did. So it was not a good emotional moment for me. But the best thing you can do is to recover, get a snack, get a drink, and start over again. So that's our recap <laughs> of the attending the 2022 <laughs> Women's Open at Pine Needles. But back to Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach is technically a public golf course. It's a resort. Uh, I use the term public loosely. It's going to cost you probably close to $1,000 for your round and caddy to play. Um, As I said, they claim to be the, the greatest meeting of land and sea, and it is a special place. Almost 25 years ago, I actually played as a young man with my dad, and it's a great memory still to this day. But There's awesome TV coverage this week, Peacock, the USA Network, NBC, lots of primetime coverage, as we know, with LACC on the men's side. The USGA loves West Coast events. Uh, Notable players that I picked out in the field, of course, the GOAT, Annika Sorenstam, three-time champion of this event, age 52. She is coming back for another run. Recent LPGA Tour winner Rose Zhang is just 20 years old, and this is already her fifth U.S. Open. This is one of my fun facts. Lexi Thompson, 28 years old, has played in 17 U.S. Opens. That's crazy. 17 U.S. (laughs) Opens, played in the first one when she was 11 years old, and now at 28, she's already played in 17. Lexi's struggling a bit right now, um, and then kind of – Coming back also from injury, Nellie Corda is back, and she is looking for her second major. So, Steph, any other players that stick out to you, your favorites, kind of notables in the field of players that you like? Yes. So this is also where my research came in. Um, I And I also want to comment, I do love primetime golf. I love golf at night when we were watching the U.S. Open. It was so fun. 
because in the summer, there's obviously not that much on TV and it's fun at night at nine and 10 o'clock our time being able to watch um, the, the girls finish. So that will be great. Um, I did find out that Minji is a local and she won last year. No. Mina Harrigay is a local. Harrigay, yeah. Okay. Mina Harrigay is a local. <laughs> okay. And Good. she won. And she, she didn't she win last didn't year. She didn't win last year. Okay. So let's start over. <laughs> Minji won last year. Yes. Mina Harrigay is from Monterey. Yes. And she was on the Solheim Cup team in 2021. Yep. Okay. Yes. So she could have an advantage. She could have an advantage. Because she has played there and she's from that area. Good fan support. Yes. Knows the weather. Yes. As we know, in the summer up in Northern California, it's probably going to be in the 60s, a little bit of marine layer. Won't be probably too hot. So a little different from some of the, the heat and temperatures some of these players have seen recently. Yep. And then I have other notable qualifiers because I love someone that qualifies to get in. They're kind of an underdog, maybe under the radar. So Grace Hump Summer Hayes has qualified. So oh. she will be playing. Um, she qualified in Arizona. so she's Sister of former U.S. junior champion and Arizona State golfer Preston Summerhays and daughter of professional teacher and Tony Finau's coach Boyd Summerhays. That's a good fun fact. Yep. And then Amy Olson, she is one of my favorites. She qualified. She is also pregnant, which is also a feat in and of itself. Um, so that is great. And then Aileen Crowder also qualified from Stanford. From Stanford. So we have seen her play. She played at the Dana um, LPGA yeah. last year. And so I thought those were three kind of notable qualifiers that made it in that um, I will be watching this week. Awesome. Um, when we talk about Pebble Beach, it, you know, a lot of the holes are incredibly memorable. Uh, the par three, seventh along the water, the eighth hole which is the hole that Jordan Spieth famously a couple of years ago kind of stood on the cliff's edge to hit his second shot. And then the 18th hole is the iconic par five. 17 is the hole where Tom Watson chipped in and route to winning a U.S. Open. Just a lot of memorable and iconic holes from Pebble Beach. In your vast research, Stephanie, last night while consuming alcohol <laughs> and watching some stupid show on Bravo... <laughs> Did any holes stand out to you at Pebble Beach that you look forward to seeing the best women golfers in the world take on? Yes. So I like the holes where they can possibly hit it in the ocean. Whoa. Because I like that, you know, when you maybe hit one off a cliff and you have to go down there and then chip it up and it's just exciting and dramatic. You want people to go off a cliff. <laughs> Not off a cliff, but I like it when they, like where Jordan Spieth was at one time or like maybe they're close to the edge, but not on the edge and it just mm -hmm. creates some drama. That's so dark. I really like, like those. So that's 18. I think 10 is along the ocean. Um, I learned that the seventh hole is the most fo photographed hole. Yeah, that's um, a little par three. That's a little par that's three that, that overlooks the ocean in the back. Jim Nance has the replica mini version of that hole in his backyard. See, I knew he lived around. Doesn't he live around there yes. too? Because I watched a YouTube video of eight, the 18 <laughs> holes narrated by Jim Nance. <laughs> so I can see what each hole looked like. Hey, you gotta be prepared. <laughs> so I like those ones. I also like the hole with the tree. Um, I think that's 18 or there's the, the tree, tree in the middle, middle of the, the fairway. Yeah. Um, I think that's, you know, just kind of a fun feature, but it does seem like there is a lot of bunkers 
There is a lot of water, and I would estimate I would lose probably at least 10 to 15 balls if I played at Pebble Beach. I think that's probably a fair assessment. <laughs> the interesting thing is the golf course kind of starts out fairly mundane. Yes. One's not that memorable. Two is probably going to be played as a short par five. Three is kind of a short um, par four. And then you start to get into some of the more water holes along, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. And then the middle of the back nine is a little less memorable. And then the finish on 17 and 18. So it's kind of a story in three parts of a little, you know, mundane in the beginning, really good through the middle, takes a little break as it gets back into the woods, and then a great iconic finish. But yeah, some very hard holes, eight and nine, always for the annual AT&T tournament play, incredibly challenging and incredibly difficult, but It'll be a great, iconic test of golf. Uh, hopefully, the golf course sets up challenging. The USGA takes a lot of pride in setting up their championships to challenge the best players in the world. And I think Pebble Beach, if they get the right conditions, will be uh, very challenging. So with that in mind, Stephanie, do you have one or two people that you think can win? And if you think they can win, you must supply a reason why you think they can win. Okay. So I have two people. One is an underdog and one is like maybe a favorite. In my opinion, she probably can win, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Okay. So my underdog is because she's one of my favorite players, Amy Olsen. (laughs) I really like her a lot. Um, It'd be something if someone (laughs) that was pregnant with a baby due in September won the U.S. Open. But hey. Yes, but I really like her. She just has a great story and and personality, and um, she has experience, which my other pick does not. So she has experience. I think she could do a good job. My other pick would be Roseanne. Yeah. Because Rose, I think, knows those. She has played in so many tournaments and golf events. She does have experience, even though she's young. Yep. Not as tenured as an Amy Olsen. But she has the experience of being in those high pressure situations. She's not, she, you know, came out and won um, her first event. event. Played well at the LPGA. I think she's very confident. I think she's just a very talented player. So that is my pick. California native. Yep. I think that's a great pick. Um, My pick falls in line with kind of the past winners uh, at Pebble Beach with the, the Tiger. Jack, Tom Watson. I know Graham McDowell, who's a very solid player, won there. Gary Woodland won there. I feel like this tournament at this venue is going to get and deserves an iconic winner. And my iconic winner will be Lydia Ko. Mm-hmm. Uh, very consistent player. You know, seems to always be in the mix, even when she doesn't play great. She is a strong finisher. She didn't have her best week. At the LPGA a couple weeks ago, I think maybe that motivates her. This feels like the, the more challenging it gets, Lydia Ko could and should be in the mix. So Lydia Ko is my uh, my pick to win the U.S. Women's Open. So any other fun facts or thoughts or anything you'd like to share on Pebble Beach, Stephanie? No, I wish I was going to Pebble Beach. Um, I wish I was with Abby on her plane right now because it's going to be a really fun tournament. And it would just, I've never been to the Monterey Peninsula. I've never been to that area. So just to see it and see the golf course. And 
as you know, I love any type of golf event. Yeah. We went to the Rocket Mortgage Classic yesterday. We did. The um, three of us the, went had a great time. Yes, they had a great, it was a great event. It was set up very well. Um, and so just being at a golf tournament, and I think with LPGA golf tournaments, you can get right up and close and personal and see a lot of the players and follow who you want. And it's, um, they always do a nice job. So I think, you know, that's, I don't really have any other fun facts. That's where my research ended. That's right. And there was a period of time not that long ago that we thought maybe we're going to be at this Women's Open. And that's a story for another day <laughs> and another cocktail. But before we wrap up, it would be unfair of us okay. not to discuss the sixth major in women's golf, and that is Northwest Ohio, Toledo, Sylvania's own Dana Open, July 13th through the 16th at Highland Meadows Golf Club. Uh, I, myself, Justin Cruz, have applied for an LPGA certified media credential. That credential has not, at time of recording, <laughs> been, been approved. approved. <laughs> Optimism of approval remains high, um, but hoping to get some big J journalism uh, credential and spend some time out in Highland Meadows with my buddy Dave Briggs and Kyle Rowland from the Toledo Blade asking some probing questions. But the Dana Open coming up, Steph, we've gone to the Dana Open for a long time. I've played in the Pro-Am. I am not this year. We've had a lot of fun times out there. Any stories or tales from the Dana Open you wish to share? Well, we all we have Anna coming to stay with us again. Yeah. So this is, I think, her third year staying with us. So mm -hmm. that is always a highlight for me. Um, it's always fun to it's a it I like the timing of it this year because usually it does happen this week, I feel like over July 4th. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with it being a week later, um, there's gonna be even I think more people attending because it's not over a holiday weekend. Um, uh, just, I like, I know Highland Meadows recently, you won the member guest at Highland Meadows. Not a big deal. <laughs> so. Thank you for including that. We can see the trophy in the distance <laughs> so. as we record this in our living room. <laughs> so I do think that, um, it's always just a great event for Toledo. I think a lot of people come out and watch it. It's a great event to bring like kids to family members that maybe are, you know, you're just introducing them to golf. Um, but it's, you know, us being local Toledoans, if you get your media pass, you know, it's always fun going in the hospitality tents, getting some drinks, um, sitting on what, which hole is it that we 18, 18 watching the players finish. Um, and so, yeah, so it's always a great event. It's something I look forward to every summer. I agree. So with that, this is short and sweet. Um, Abby, like I said, is out covering and working the championship. I'm not sure if we'll have a post-U.S. Open recap next week. Stephanie continues her golf journey in the Old Pal. My father and I have been eliminated in round two of the Old Pal. So uh, that ends. Oh, I guess I didn't talk about my yeah, Philadelphia golf. I, I just got say, back. You didn't talk about your golf From stuff. a great golf trip in Philadelphia, packed five rounds of golf into three days. Uh, really a, a really fun experience with a couple buddies played Philadelphia Cricket Club, uh, Bitterman, Wilmington, Marion, and Aronomy. So a really special trip, some really good golf courses. Marion's in the rotation for future um, 
future U.S. Open and U.S. Women's Opens venue, and Aronimic hosts the Men's PGA Championship in a couple of years. So great weather, a lot of fun golf, uh, a lot of fun laughs and good memories. Got the, a sneak peek inside the archives and the historical archives at Marion, which was very cool. Um, and the tour was given by an interesting man uh, named John Capers, who has been the uh, historian there for a long, long time. And we had a lot of interesting uh, conversations with him, but a great trip. And that kind of wraps us up for today. Stephanie, thank you for your participation. Any final thoughts, advice? How's your new hybrid working out for you? New hybrid is great. I got a new hybrid. It's awesome. Um, I'm working on, you just gave me your old driver, which I took out while you were gone, which was a mistake because I, it is not correctly set up for no, me and it kept going left. Adjust, adjust some <laughs> settings. You said the distance was far, yes. the accuracy was low. We're going to adjust some settings yes. on that driver to see if it, uh, if it could work but for it you. But it could work. We put in a shaft in there that I think might work for you. But yeah, so this uh, forming out my bag of clubs with hand-me-downs and I bought that hybrid was my first new club I have ever bought because you bought me my first kind of half set of clubs. So it's good. It's a mixed bag of clubs. Oh, you, that is a perfect way to end this podcast. Stephanie's mixed bag of infomercial clubs, purchase clubs, acquisitions, and mergers. So Thank you very much, or thank you for listening to this special episode of the Mixed Bag Podcast. Remember to check out ForTheLadies.net for all your events. And a final shout out to our good friends and sponsors at Gooder Sunglasses. Uh, yesterday, Steph was rocking the Gooders up in Detroit. So was Abby. At the Rocket care. Mortgage uh, classic. Uh, Gooders are 100% polarized. They're only $25. Great for running, cycling, working out. Um, if you go to gooder.com slash FTL, you'll get free shipping and look as lovely as we do in our Gooder sunglasses. So free shipping on your order at gooder.com slash FTL. And that wraps it up for today. Stephanie, Thank you so much for your participation. Thank you, Justin.